0: Hi, welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present on History.org. This is Behind the Scenes, where you meet the people who work here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. Among the first signs of spring are daffodils, budding trees, and at Colonial Williamsburg, new lambs.
1: This is 0810. She's a temple born in 2008.
0: Lane Shirley, who is manager of Rare Breeds, attends the berths. Uh, do you let other people, visitors, come and watch the lambing?
1: They use lamb whenever they're ready, and if there are people watching, there are people watching. We have had lambs born with 250 people lining the fences, and I have lambs born in the middle of the night when nobody sees it.
0: That's rather a big audience, even for, for you.
1: Well, uh, lambing's very exciting and we have a lot of people who live in town or who visit this time of year who know that lambing occurs in March and April with mm-hmm. a little bit of leeway and they are always looking. I am absolutely amazed every year at how many people come up to me and say, when are the lambs coming, when are the lambs coming? I saw the pregnant ewes behind Weatherburns. That's our maternity ward.
0: Uh, Even as manager of rare breeds, are are you that good at predicting when uh, a lamb is (laughs) actually going to be born? As opposed to saying, well, March and April.
1: uh, Well, I can predict because I know when I put the ram in, Mm -hmm. And so I know 147 days later, we could start having lambs. Mm -hmm. Now, just like any birth, there is a certain amount of leeway. Um, ewes who have never had lambs before sometimes go a little earlier, so they might go at 145 days. Um, This year, we were ready the Saturday before Easter on Palm uh, Palm Saturday, I guess it is. We were ready for lambing, and it took them a week. Nobody lambed the first week, which was kind of disappointing because we didn't have lambs out for Easter, which we always strive. See,
0: you who has never lambed before is earlier.
1: Sometimes, okay. sometimes they're earlier.
0: But you learn all sorts of things about lambs. <laughs> what uh, is there as much attention paid to other rare breeds
1: giving birth? You yeah, mean?
0: <laughs> uh, do people line up to?
1: Well. Um, they do. The cattle currently are out of Carter's Grove, so unfortunately people don't get to see that. But we've had calves born in town, and the exact same thing happened. The fence gets lined with people, and uh, they enjoy watching anything, <laughs> you know, calves yeah, I, or lambs.
0: I, so. I was thinking earlier, uh, modern people don't get to see that. Are lambs more popular because they're little and cute?
1: Um, Yeah, I think that's true, and they tend to be much more exuberant. Calves run around and jump, but lambs are just absolutely disgustingly adorable when they jump, and they run, (laughs) and they chase each other around, and they bounce around. So, yeah, they have a lot of energy.
0: At least we know what to go look at now. Mm -hmm. Disgustingly adorable lambs. Uh, How long does that exuberance kind of last? I mean, it's March, (laughs) April, they're born when do you expect them to stop jumping around and
1: um well it's kind of interesting they usually start behaving more like adults when they're about 5 or 6 months old but over the years we still will have sheep who are a year old and will just jump up in the air and act silly so they <laughs> they can do it later in their life as well
0: moderately delicate uh do If a ewe has difficulty lambing, uh, is there anything can be done to help her along?
1: Well, yes, and that's a big part of shepherding, Um, particularly with sheep. um, It's not a bad idea to kind of be around and just kind of keep track of what's going on because Um, sheep who have multiple births. And we get twins about every other birth. So I tell people I get a a lamb and a half per ewe. Sheep who have multiple births, the more that are trying to come out, the more problems you can have. Um, Malpresentations are what you're worried about. The head of one lamb coming with the foot of another stuck next to it. Mm-hmm. So you can't assume when you see a foot and a head together that they belong to the same lamb. <laughs> yeah, well. um, so, but 95 percent of the time the ewes really need virtually no help. Now actually this year we have ha- already had two lambs that needed to be pulled so it was it's been kind of unusual mm-hmm. this year.
0: Is that your job or does someone else do that?
1: Well, generally it's my job. The first one um, I pulled um, and it was awfully tight and I was kind of twisting the lamb. So sometimes if you have a lamb that's really tight, if you twist it a little bit, that just gives you enough room that it'll come right out.
0: Uh, We've both used the word Pulled. What are we really describing? You're, you're pulling. pulling. Just
1: um, You grab the legs and you actually grab up above the knuckle um, because that's a stronger point. You don't want to grab down by the feet and pull. You grab up above the bone, the kind of ankle bone, mm-hmm. and pull there. And what you're really doing, the lamb should come like, a, like it's diving into a swimming pool with mm-hmm. the feet out straight and the head between the feet. And a lot of times what happens is the legs are, are back a little bit, and if you grab that foot and pull, you'll pull both legs out straight, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's enough to make the lamb come. Other times, you need to kind of have a good steady pressure on it, and then that ewe will give a good push, and that's enough mm-hmm. to bring it out. And sometimes you just have to really, really pull and hope that the ewe pushes at the right time, and... And sometimes you have to get the vet to come and help. <laughs>
0: uh, actually, that that doesn't sound too terribly difficult, but then on the other hand, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, you know... Uh,
1: It's not terribly difficult. Um, The main thing is making sure that you don't have two lambs trying to come at once. That's the hardest thing. Oh, okay. And basically you reach in kind of next to the sheep and just kind of run your hand over the lamb and the lamb's head and you can feel where the shoulders are. So you can feel if the feet and the, uh, the foot that you've got and the shoulder are attached.
0: If there is a leg from one lamb and the head from another, who do you pull?
1: Well, generally, the easier thing to do is deal with the lamb whose head is out, because the head and the shoulders are the biggest part, and that's the hardest for the ewe to get out. And a lamb can be born with both its legs back. That's a little harder for you to push it out than if both the legs are forward. But if I was presented with that, I would push the leg that's sticking out back in. (laughs) And if I've got enough room, I would try to maneuver around with my hand and grab a hold of the legs from the lamb whose head is out.
0: How did you learn to do this?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I grew up on a dairy farm, and so calving and lambing are very similar because you've got the same kind of thing. They're coming in the same presentation. You can have multiple births, although in cattle, it's a lot less frequent than it is in sheep. But... um, I When I first started here at Colonial Williamsburg, I was very, very lucky, and I went to the Cotswold Farm Park in England in a little tiny town called Guiding Power, and that's one of the biggest rare breeds uh, farms in the world. Mm-hmm. And they lamb about 600 ewes in eight weeks. I basically was thrown in at the deep end lambing, and that really was tremendously useful to me. Because I learned essentially, uh, it, lambing can be like triage. You know, this lamb needs this now, that lamb, although it's screaming, can wait. Mm-hmm. So it was real helpful because I learned what needed to be done immediately and what could, uh, you know, kind of wait till you've got some time.
0: Let's see, 600 in basically two months.
1: Yeah. It was a lot of sheep in a really short amount of time. And they also lambed in front of the public. So I went to interpret and to kind of help them understand the best way to interpret what was going on. And what I got from it was understanding lambing a lot better. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, When you're lambing and you have all these people lining up on the fence... Do they yell questions at you?
1: Um, Sometimes, yes. Um, Generally, what I try to do when a U is in labor, lying there, pushing away, I try to walk along the fence and talk to people and tell them what's going on and say, you know, she's in heavy labor now. She's pushing, um, and usually if everything's going fine, what happens is you see the feet come out, mm-hmm. and they'll come out, and then they go back in, and they come out, and they go back in as she's pushing, so I you know, kind of described to the the folks who were there what's going on.
0: You went over to England and you had 600 sheep. How many have you now?
1: Um, we put 20 ewes with the ram this year. I, uh, there are three or four who I'm not sure are bred, and tomorrow I'm going to ask the vet if we can ultrasound them and oh. see if they are in fact bred.
0: That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. Let us know what you think about the show. Submit your feedback at www.history.org/podcasts. Check history.org often; we'll post more for you to download and hear. <laughs>